Hello and welcome to The Nerd Degree. It's me, Brendan. Just a couple of things before we start. This month's recording was a double feature with Melbourne podcast Grain of Truth. That means that the host of Grain of Truth, David Innes, appeared on The Nerd Degree and then our panellists appeared on his show. So there's only going to be one Nerd Degree this month, but if you want to hear more of us talking a bunch of nonsense, then just go over to grainoftruth.com.au later this month. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll put a link to it on Facebook when it comes out, and you can listen to that. It's going to be great. If When you listen to Grain of Truth, you'll see that that show has had a big influence on how Nerd Degree has developed. Also, and sadly, we are saying farewell to one of our regular guests, Matt Powell, who has uh, been a frequent guest and episode host, is moving to Wellington. So this episode is his last episode, though I'm sure he'll be back later on. Uh, not only has he been uh, great on the show, but he's been doing a lot of work behind the scenes. He designed our cool logo. Uh, he did the website. He's done a lot to just keep the podcast going. So we are definitely going to miss him. But for now, please enjoy Nerd Degree Ghost Protocol. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Nerd Degree! Oh, wonderful. Thank you, Ron. Welcome along to The Nerd Degree Ghost Protocol. My name is Brendan Bennett, and tonight we are celebrating the release of the Kiwi cult movie of the future, Ghost Shark 2 Urban Jaws, by investigating all things supernatural. Uh, except for the TV show Supernatural, which I've totally been meaning to get to, but probably never will. <laughs> Legend has it that a hundred years ago to this very day, an entire comedy podcast panel was killed in a freak microphone feedback accident. But it is my hope that your with your applause, we might summon them back, their restless spirits, to share their knowledge from beyond the grave. So, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, your nerds! <laughs> It's now time for you to introduce yourselves, starting with Jeff. I'd like you to introduce yourselves, and I'd like you to tell me, if you came back as a ghost, where would you haunt? Right, well, my name is Jeff Clark, and um, if I came back uh, as a ghost, I would probably haunt one of my children and whisper things in their ears like, Avenge me! <laughs> or, Go see Yoda in the Dagobah system! Um, Regardless of the method that I died, I think it would be useful to tell your children to avenge you because if it was just heart disease, then my, my, my son or daughter would become a heart surgeon. So I think it would be good for humanity. Yeah, likewise, just always carry a note that says, it was, and then just trail off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Karen. Um, my name is Karen Healy. I am a young adult author of science fiction and fantasy, which is why if I were to come back as a ghost, I would haunt a school library and wander up into every child's ear and whisper things like, read Jane Austen. <laughs> Avoid Stephanie Mayer. <laughs> It'd be awesome. You could be like that, that character from the start of Ghostbusters. Yeah, read me. Yeah. <laughs> Matt. Uh, my name is Matt Powell, uh, and when I die, I will haunt the spaces between the ones and zeros of code I no longer maintain. <laughs> the literal ghost in the machine. <laughs> and David. Hello, my name is David Innes. I am from Melbourne, and if I was to die, I imagine if you have to haunt somewhere, it's more than likely somewhere because of the life you've led. And knowing the kind of life I've led, I'm more than likely going to end up haunting those terrible birthday parties where nobody knows each other, and I have to linger there listening about the weather 
or about what's your new nickname you've got, or oh, I'm very interested about your children, thank you. That's going to be my life in some kind of horrible purgatory of social middle class. Are you, are you already there? Oh. <laughs> this is what it sounds like. He's dead all along. <laughs> Um, we are also lucky enough to be haunted by the shared auditory hallucination that is Cousin the Friendly Ghost. Oh, it's good to be here, Brendan. <laughs> Saucy! Cousin the Friendly Ghost will be keeping track of our team scores and uh, deciding who is the winner at the end of the competition. Oh, yes. <laughs> Now, uh, our players are going to be competing in teams, and you each have a supernatural-themed team name. Uh, on my right, what do we have? We are uh, Team Ecto-1. Team Ecto-1, and they are playing against... Uh, which puts us in the Mystery Machine. Mm. All right, Ecto-1 versus Mystery Machine. Let's get on to our very first round, which is, of course, the Nerd Quotient round. We will test your nerd knowledge. But first, Cousin. Oh, yes. <laughs> Who is our sponsor for the Nerd Quotient round? Remember, always check that people are actually interacting with you. You may already be dead. Just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> so, not, not so much uh, a sponsor as just but advice. A good, but a good time. <laughs> you caught me off guard, I'm a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like me to say something else? No, no, don't uh, never say anything again, thank you. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to start off with some questions and this first question is going to be for Ecto-1 and we're starting with Ghosts of Childhood's Past. What phantom menaced the streets of South Carolina and then a tree? Ooh, the streets of South Carolina, that and would be a badger or something. Or I'm going to say a big black dog. Oh wait, oh, oh wait, 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 uh, it, it, it was Jake Lloyd. Yes. Anakin Skywalker. Yes. Can you explain what? Well, the the for, the, the child star, former um, Anakin Skywalker. He played the ten year old Anakin. Skywalker. Oh, before the He's, pouty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He was the original Anakin Skywalker, but of course, because of the Phantom Menace, he uh, he developed psychological problems oh, and um, uh, and severe depression issues. And during a manic episode, he went on a a a, 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 a drag race with police. Where he was pursued down the South Carolina highway and crashed into a tree, um, you know. So wait a minute, who was driving that pod car? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> My whole life is a lie. Yeah, how, uh, how yeah Jake Lloyd. How did Hayden Christensen get out of this with just like a lack of career and this? <laughs> a, a terrible, terrible time. That's yeah, Jake Lloyd, who is now twenty-six years old. What? 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 Uh, gave up acting after appearing in The Phantom Menace. And well, technically he didn't start acting. <laughs> <laughs> when you reach a peak like that, I mean... <laughs> um, he was in one other film. Does anyone know what it was? Jingle All The Way. <laughs> yes, you're right. Another point for you, Jeff. Um, wow. <laughs> I am the current president and only member of the Jake Lloyd fan club. <laughs> Now, many people have accused George Lucas of ruining their childhood, but I think Jake Lloyd has the best claim of all of them. <laughs> now, our next question, and this is for the Mystery Machine, uh, and speaking of cursed children, uh, who is returning from the dead for a second time, but in a different form? B. Arthur. 
No. For, an, for, a, for another series of Golden Girls? Is that what you're suggesting? Welcome to the well. co-starring and um, Deadpool. The f- what? The Arthur. Hmm. Beloved of Deadpool. Okay. Here is the, cl- the clue is again in the question. Speaking of cursed children, mm-hmm. what character is returning from the dead but in a different form? Oh, different form. This is relating to an upcoming stage production. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yes. So there's a Harry, a Harry Potter announcement about. Ah, uh, yeah, it's Harry Potter because uh, like they they're making a musical about his parents and his very beginnings as a baby. Um, J.K. Rowling's just announced it. Yes, it's called Harry Potter and the, and Cursed, the Cursed Child. I don't believe it's yeah. a musical. It oh, that would be oh, incredible. It's, it's not Neither musical. is it a prequel. Yeah. No, J.K. Rowling's Twitter account is full of, of wonderful tweets where she tells people over and over and over again that it is not a prequel to Harry Potter. And oh. she insists it what? is not a musical. People who were disappointed that it was a play, she said, well, at least it's not a musical. I just, <laughs> I just, wanted, I just wanted to be a musical. Aww. Like, I'll, I'll sing it. You can oh, sing Harry. <laughs> what, would the, what would the title of it be? Harry Potter and the... Uh, if it was a musical? Yeah. Uh, it would just be Potter exclamation mark <laughs> a new musical because musical theatre producers are so much well, no, if, it's a se- if it's a sequel they should call it Welcome Back Potter oh. Oh. <laughs> yes Welcome okay let's mug swill of terrible pundum let's move on this is back to Ecto-1 who was spooked by Star Trek fans in the late 90s pretty much anyone who was in Star Trek yeah <laughs> Uh, yes. Can you uh, advance on that? Who was spooked by Star Trek fans? Yes, in the this 90s? was a report recently in the Telegraph. Ooh, right. no, I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, I know William Shatner was was pretty. Uh, you know, that was earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Someone in the audience knows. Does Mystery Machine know? Well, I heard William Shatner saw a ghost and William Shatner's pants. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> What? Ah, ah. <laughs> no. How come he gets to do puns? <laughs> well, it's only because these puns aren't about defecation. <laughs> so but the they answer. Are pretty shit puns. Ah. So. <laughs> what a uh, lot of crap, that is. According to the Telegraph, documents uh, recently re- released by Scotland Yard oh. show that they were keeping a secret dossier on sci fi shows for fear that British fans of Star Trek and the X Files would go mad and kill themselves, <laughs> turn against society, or start a weird cult. At the turn of the millennium. I was about to say, uh, mate, I think that it was part of that's true. I mean, that's why we've got Comic Con, right? Yeah. That was the entire secret plan that all was along. The they kind of did start a weird cult after all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that reminds me of uh, when the Spice Girls split up. Um, mm. Counselors all across England were put on high alert um, <laughs> out of concern for the safety of teenage girls. Which, well, is, which has been repeated with for the One, one Direction. direction. Yeah. yeah. You gotta be careful. When with will fans. we learn <laughs> that these bands just bring the worst of mankind? Yeah. Put not your faith in boy bands. Uh, <laughs> but they're so dreamy. It's so true. Insane. <sighs> Let's move on to some <laughs> some questions more directly about the supernatural. Uh, this is for Mystery Machine. In 1966, which Parker Brothers board game outsold Monopoly? Oh, I I think I might know something for a change. Oh. Um, I'm going to. I'm, I'm so excited I can bring a, uh, ring a bell. It was the Ouija board. 
I have a belief because uh, the Ouija board and the idea that you put your hand on the glass and you move it all around was actually not necessarily some sort of big fantastical whatnot. It was actually a board game. Mm. Yes, um, and, and still is. It still is. It still classifies as a board game, um, which is delightful, which if you merge it with Cluedo would make a very interesting <laughs> game indeed. Uh, but yes, oh, excited. Yes, and, you um, are right. And to this very day, people sit at the desks uh, moving things around on the table with their hands and watching strange letters appear in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, so interestingly, do you know where Parker Brothers is based? In Salem? That's correct. Yeah! Oh, wow. And for a bonus point, can anyone tell me the origin of the name of this board game, Ouija? Um... So, I would have thought it was. It's, uh, it's the French and German words for yes. That's absolutely right. Yes, it oh, was. We are. Apparently, we are. <laughs> uh, the idea was it was yes, yes. Yes, yes. Oh, because oh, you have the yes, no. I like when I was a kid. I genuinely thought it was called a wedgie board. Yeah, and I was, not having no yeah. understanding of what it actually did. I thought it was. Actually, to do with getting a wedgie. I, I think anyone a, who did play with it got a wedgie. I, 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 you know, I, I grew up in a, in a good Catholic home, so I never um, saw one, but I, I read the word many times. So um, the first time I went to a sleepover, which was also the time I played Bloody Mary, um, I went, oh, are we going to play with the Ouija board? Ah, <laughs> oh, lost all of your cool points there. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Okay, this next question is for both teams. I've been uh, researching how to become a ghost hunter, mm -hmm. just for personal reasons, mm -hmm. and I was reading uh, the website of the spiritualist Erin Pavlina, and she has uh, a recommended equipment list for a would-be ghost hunter. I'll give you a point for every item on this list that you can guess. Flashlight. Flashlight is correct. Holy, holy, water. holy water. No. Uh, EMP. Uh, EMP, like a like a small nuclear device. No, like a little fluctuation. You know, the thingy that you use to see if there's electrical magnetic frustrations in the air. You're thinking of an EMF detector. Yes. Okay, half a point for that. Yeah. <laughs> fluctuation. That's the word. At least 17 centimeters of string. Uh, 50, 50 feet of rope. Oh, well, there we go. Yes. Well, if you extra I'm only looking at tiny ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> like pugs, dead pugs. Yeah, just, just, it's, it's, a, it's a lot, uh, ghost hunting party is a lot like a D&D &D party. Yeah, so I was going to say, this list is just the, the list of equipment in the, uh, in the first edition, like, adventurer's kit. So Additional notes. <laughs> uh, uh, a, sh a sheet with two holes cut in it, <laughs> so you can move among them undetected. <laughs> um, I iron rations. Iron rations. It does, it does say food and water. A um, yes! A compass. A compass? No. It should. Um, a tape recorder. Tape recorder, yes. And, and a Polaroid camera? Uh, digital camera. They've, they've advanced oh, a little bit. Ah, yes. It's hard to get Polaroids now. Okay, a couple more things. I want you to explain why they are important. Mm. Why should you bring glow sticks? Uh, in case the ghosts want to have a rave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the glow sticks are to uh, mark out... Uh, the way home, and if you travel ah. down a dark labyrinth. Uh, right. okay. And why should you bring handcuffs? For in fun. Case <laughs> the ghosts, uh, <laughs> in case it turns out not to be a ghost, just uh, the cranky Native American janitor. Oh, in, <laughs> in, in case, old man Higgins. In case the sceptical, doughty one turns out to be possessed. <laughs> that is actually the correct answer. <laughs> it's, it seems a little bit cocky when you go and you go sound like, yeah, we better, better bring some handcuffs in case someone gets possessed. Um, uh, wow. Well, that's always possible. <laughs> yes. Is it, actually, speaking of possessed, has anyone ever watched that 1993 show, Britain Ghost Watch? 
I, I have seen a little bit of it. Yeah. Uh, Ghostwatch is great. For those, uh, look it up. It's the entire thing's on YouTube. Basically, uh, the premise behind it was, if I may digress, um, they updated the War of the Worlds, but for now. So when Orson Welles did his War of the, War of the Worlds, everyone freaked out and panicked. <coughs> well, this was the idea of doing a modern ghost story. Uh, it was broadcast on the BBC uh, at Halloween. And the premise behind it was that it was like a reality TV show where people would go to a house that was supposedly haunted. And it was hosted by Michael Parkinson in perhaps one of his greatest roles ever because he played it as Michael Parkinson and you would utterly believe him. And yeah, it was about um, this ghost called Pipes that was infesting this house. It, it involves the, uh, the studio gets infected with um, uh, the ghost and all the actors in there, and I put in actors in inverted commas, are all overly panicking. But Michael Parkinson's there just going, oh, the pearls will be a ghost now, and oh, the ghost has gone through the cameras now, and oh, there's something going on here. And it's great. I would highly recommend Ghost Watch. Um, it's great watching. And apparently it was never allowed to be broadcast on BBC again because some military, ex-military general wrote a letter, and I this is absolutely true, uh, said that it scared him so much that he needed a new pair of trousers and this was the dry cleaning bill uh, <laughs> to the BBC in order to go and clean them. That is true, but ghost watch. Okay, well, this wow. brings us on to the final question of the round, and that is this. If your house is haunted, that is, you get feelings of dread specific to particular spots, you have the, you've experienced the appearance of apparitions just at the edge of your vi vision, who are you going to call? Well, Ghostbusters is the obvious answer. Yes, but it's not the correct answer no, because no, ghosts not. don't exist. Um, do I call somebody to check the carbon monoxide levels of my house? That'd be a good start. I yeah. would suspect yeah. the onset of a migraine. You would so call I would call a neurologist. You guys are in the right area. I want the uh, most popular scientific explanations for uh, hauntings that are specific to locations. Ooh, a uh, settling foundation. I'd call your local council and just to complain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I would recommend that you call an air conditioning repair person, mm -hmm. a cleaner specialising in mould removal, and a zookeeper. A zookeeper? Uh, Any ideas why? Strange smells. Toxoplasmosis from the rats and the cats. So the mould removal, so uh, one of the leading explanations for ghosts at the moment is... Uh, that it's to do with uh, mold, people being poisoned and experiencing hallucinations as a result. Um, an example of that is the rye ergot fungus, mm. um, which is some people, yes? Potentially responsible for the witch hunts of Salem. Really? Yes, yes. That, is, that is one theory that they were eating infected grain and they were all tripping balls <laughs> for the Playing entire time. <laughs> that mold is responsible so that means like uh, paracetamol and things like that from 1930s discovery is all ghost related it's delightful because I mean that was the idea of mold of being able to form into wonderful drugs delightful oh so it well, was like molder and scullery mm. well, that, I mean that's that's, the, that's that's actually the plot of Pac-Man like the little white pills were actually uh, aspirin and he was chomping them down and they were making him see ghosts around the maze there were no ghosts no. in the original Pac-Man no <laughs> um, the other explanation is infrasound, which is low frequency sound that we can feel but we can't hear. Mm. Things that can produce that sound are uh, wind if there's, uh, in certain uh, buildings, uh, earthquakes are preceded by infrasound, uh, ventilation fans if and, they're... And elephants. Yes, elephants, uh, hippos, rhinos, alligators, tigers. 
So is this uh, where oh you get the zookeeper in case there's a hippo yeah. in your attic? It's, oh, can't we've got to We've got to cover all the options. Um, <laughs> well, there's that book, There's a Hippo in My Bathtub. It's <laughs> um, an album. Which is causing feelings of intense dread. <laughs> the, the US I, military... I would feel dread if there was a hippo in my bathtub. <laughs> the US military did some interesting experiments into uh, infrasound. Uh, as, as a weaponized device. They found that uh, 7 hertz uh, was a, a, a frequency that was likely to cause intense pain and suffering. Uh, and they found this out because there was a factory uh, and a chicken farm next door to the factory and the chickens' heads kept exploding because 7 hertz is the resonant frequency of a chicken's skull. <laughs> yes. Um, they also try, they actually did try using infrasound in Vietnam, but they found rather than scaring the enemies away, it just caused the enemies to fire, fire wildly and blindly in all directions, which was somewhat counterproductive. <laughs> 18 hertz is the resonant frequency of the eyeball. Oh. Uh, so that is what can cause visual hallucinations ah. uh, if, if you, uh, your eyeballs start vibrating. Uh, the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that brings us to the end of the nerd quotient round. Now it is over to Cousin the Friendly Ghost for an update on the scores. Boo, well, <laughs> uh, the mystery machine are presently at seven points, and uh, I've got to say that Ecto-1 is certainly really in the spirit of things. They are presently on nine and a half. A round of applause Ooh. for Ecto-1. The next round is called Old Man Withers. <laughs> In this, one team will be challenged to create a spooky story. The other team will then have to debunk that story uh, as thoroughly as they can. Ecto-1, since you are in the lead, you are going to create this scary story mm -hmm. with as much supernatural elements as possible. And I would like it to be about a haunted camping ground. Oh, okay. All right. Absolutely. So uh, this is a story that my cousin told me about something that happened to a friend of his. Yeah, <laughs> totally true. Sounds believable Super so far. Um, so he and his girlfriend were camping alone romantically one night in, you know, that popular camping spot. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. Um, it was, it was, it was um, Camp Camp Tunawai. Yeah, that's right. Camp Tunawai, yeah. um, which means eel water. Yeah. And they were there and um, they noticed that the, the water of the river, which uh, normally flowed smoothly along, was oddly disturbed. There were dead fish all over the river bank. There was a certain aroma in the air that seemed to reach right through the back of their skull. But um, my, my cousin's friend, who totally exists, was very uh, determined to get this romance time in, so she was like, "No, no, we're definitely staying here. We're doing this, Samantha." Yeah, yeah, and, and and well, so so they they went they went for a sort of they went and huddled in the, in their sleeping bag, but when they were when they were in there sleeping, they could hear noises around the outside of their their tent, and they saw moving lights. And this is in the middle of the forest, so there's no there's no like star there's no like electric lighting in this camping area. It was no. one of those old ones, yeah, and um, they could see moving lights through there with strange shadows of shapes, like non-human shapes. And they heard people calling to each other in a language they didn't understand. And uh, my cousin's friend is, is trilingual, so yeah. you know, it cuts down on the number of languages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and your cousin's friend got out of the tent to go out there and, and went looking. But when they went out of the tent, they couldn't see any of the lights there. And then when they went back to the tent, their girlfriend was gone, mm -hmm. like completely Whoa. gone. And she was mm. never seen again. Okay. Yeah. Turned white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, turned white. That's right. 
Okay, oh. thank you guys. Now, uh, Mystery Machine, it's over to you, like the other occupants of the Mystery Machine, to reveal the truth behind this story. I, Good luck. I think I've got this, Matt. Yeah, if I'm, take, if I, take it away. I, oh, thank you. Um, as uh, it's a topic dear and close to me, we're talking about, of course, strange lights, we're talking about even hair turning white, yeah. we're talking about aromas in the air. It's clearly the main reason why this all happened was that Australians happened. <laughs> so there was a, yeah. the, what, what definitely happened in this area was that, that uh, you'll notice there, of course, we had the aroma wafting through, we had dead fish. Well, clearly this was the case of Vegemite mm. had smeared its way into this particular camping ground. Wouldn't you say so, Matt? That's right. Uh, and the, uh, the shadows and the non-human shapes, the, uh, the hunched posture of Australians <laughs> as they move through the undergrowth. Uh, yeah. the, the language that uh, Karen's cousin's friend, who totally exists, yeah. uh, could not understand was just s simply Australians using uh, well-known Australian phrases ah, like... Ah, yeah, ah, oh, mate, mate, mate. Which is, hello, what ho, what how are you doing? That sort of thing, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and there was also uh, a mention there about eel water, was uh, the case was the <coughs> translation. Mm. Um, and as we know, uh, anything slippery or slimy that would ever occur in the water must have come from the Australian Liberal Party. So <laughs> therefore that's where the original thing came from. And the, uh, and the, the reason that the, uh, the cousin's friend's <laughs> would-be girlfriend, yeah. who also totally exists, mm. was never seen again, mm. was one of the Australians made his way to the tent and asked her if she fancied a root. And it's that Australian charm that's just so irresistible. <laughs> okay, thank you for that. Now, audience, I'm going to put it to you um, whether they successfully debunked it. So I'm going to point to uh, Ectoplasm 1 first and then Mystery Machine. If you think that their story still stands, applaud for them. If you think that their, their story was debunked, applaud for them. Here we go. So... Does the story still stand? Yeah. Or was it debunked? <laughs> yes! It totally the, happened! The story still stands. It's obviously yeah. and provably true. Yeah. Wow. Well done. Now, over to Cousin the Friendly Ghost. Boo, well, I think it's pretty clear to see, like a ghost. See, clear, see through. <laughs> yeah, that's. I went there. Uh, I think it's pretty clear to see after that round that Ecto 1 was in the lead there. So the mystery machine, I currently am giving five points to, and Ecto 1, they can have nine. Ooh. All right, Ecto 1 still in the lead. Give them a round of applause. This next round is my favorite round once more, and it is called Bad for Your Elf. Bad for Your Elf. Now, this is quite a difficult one to explain. Here's how it's going to work. Mystery Machine, I'm going to give you a list of titles of episodes from Casper the Friendly Ghost. Ah. <laughs> now, these episodes feature the worst ghost puns imaginable. Oh. Here are some examples. Red, White and Boo. Ah. Fright Day the 13th. Yeah. And this one where I think Casper goes to Ireland. Spooking with a brogue. Oh god. Mm. So I'm giving you now the I'm giving you now the complete list of episode titles. You are going to read some episode titles or make up your own. Right. Ecto one, you need to guess whether they are telling genuine titles or making them up. So just say real or fake 
If you guess correctly, you get a point. If you guess wrong, they get a point. Excellent. So, so you're saying the other team have to make up a whole heap of ghost puns? Yes. I specifically gave it to the other team. Delightful. <laughs> yes, good. Good. <laughs> okay. okay Dave, Take it away. Okay. Well, the, the title that we've got is uh, A Haunting We Will Go. True. True. It is true. <clears throat> All right, next one. Not Goulty. Fake. Fake? No, uh, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's real. It's you you don't know how bad these are. <laughs> so bad, so bad. Um, we've also got uh, Boo Moon. Fake. It's real as well. Oh! The Boo's in blue. True. That one is fake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It just makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Haunt for Red October. <laughs> oh, okay, that's, that's fake. fake. Definitely fake. <laughs> yes, it's fake. It's yeah. fake. But a worthy attempt. <laughs> a worthy Casper attempt. Dates. Yes. Or actually, uh, what if the Hunt for Red October was based on Casper? The based Friendly on that episode of Casper oh. the Friendly Ghosts. Yeah. Okay, I can't bear much more. Give me two more. Uh, there is uh, that story, uh, Spook and Span. Yeah, that'd be true. True. <laughs> this fake. Oh. Is it? <clears throat> I can't see it there. It's fake. Oh, oh no, it's real. Oh, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> One more. Boo scares wins. Fake. No, I think that's true. Because <gasps> who who dares wins is like the thing. That, that would have been a, a topical thing at the time. Who dares wins would have been. Fake. Okay, so true. True. Ah! Yeah! It's fake. <laughs> okay. Uh, for bonus points, can anyone tell me how Casper became a ghost? He drowned. Uh, I think. No. Well, it depends. Are you talking about in the oh, original, yeah. original Casper or reboot? Casper. In, the, <laughs> no, no, no. in the comic book. I'll give you points for either or both. Okay. Well, in the in how many sentences uh, have we had that are interesting that start with in the comic book? <laughs> in the film of Casper the Friendly Ghost, he died of pneumonia. That is correct. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. Dude. Yeah. But if you ask Harvey Comics, they will tell you he, he was died born of a, a broken heart. That he is a ghost because both his parents are ghosts. Yes, he was born a ghost. <laughs> so he's a hereditary ghost. <laughs> wow. There, I have several questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm good. Actually, I don't want well, answers. Well, like, Karen, and Karen and Daddy Ghost love each other very much. Do, do you and need us to tell you? Do you need us to tell you about the birds and the booze? Oh. Oh. Is fake. Okay. <laughs> Back to Cousin and the Friendly Ghost for a scores update. Oh, just when you thought the mystery machine were in grave danger, Ecto-1 got four points that round, and the mystery machine got six. Ooh. Ooh. So they're in the lead. This arbitrary pointing system, it's yeah. wonderful. It's very scientific. Do ghosts know maths? <laughs> Are you trying to debunk my point system? <laughs> they just Never. use imaginary numbers. Ah. A math joke. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, well, I think it's time to hear from another of our show sponsors. Oh, good. You actually want to sponsor this time, or let's, do you want me to just make up some crap? No, let, what, let's, let's try one. Okay, here we go. Spengler's ectoplasmic washing powder because no ghost should have to put up with the same sheet every day. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm changing my mind on that one. 
Our next round is the fan fiction round. In this round, each team will have to compose fan fiction based on characters of my choosing. Wow. Matt and David, you guys are going to go first, and you are going to create for me a fan fiction that tells the story of how the Ghostbusters Mm. met Hamlet. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, right, yes. Okay. High atop a castle in Denmark, a brooding teenager stood brooding when suddenly he was approached by four women in overalls. I've heard that you've seen your daddy around, said uh, said the Melissa main. McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> you, you might be regretting using the updated characters. Now. <laughs> well, we, we regret nothing. Uh, why, tis indeed, said Hamlet. I could have sworn I saw my father, but no, it must have been just an illusion. It must have been. I must be coming across with such madness. Well, we'll go then, said the Ghostbusters. Wait, 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 said Hamlet in his most Shakespearean dialogue ever. <laughs> Could you just, just, just for a moment, come out to the, to the, the, the front lawn here? <laughs> this is where I... The castle's front lawn, where the picket fence is, uh, where, where this is where I last saw him, if you could please. The Ghostbusters, having nothing better to do, followed Hamlet down the stone steps of the castle into the front lawn, which was surrounded incongruously by a white picket fence. Let's cut to the ghost, guys. <laughs> oh, yes. Ghost happened. Uh, so Dad pops up. Uh, so there he is, there. He... Hamlet, said the ghost. Mm. I am thy father's ghost. Avenge my foul and most unnatural murder. Uh, and to which the point, the uh, Ghostbusters uh, got their thine proton packs and they blasted this ghost to all of oblivion. And so such madness oft occurs in dreams, for strange things happen when you cross the streams. <laughs> all right, mystery machine, everyone. Yeah. It wasn't in pentameter. No. It so was. <laughs> Okay, well, for that, here's what you guys get. (laughs) All right. I would like you to tell the story of a romantic date between the Headless Horseman (laughs) and Sam Wheat, who is Patrick Swayze's character from Ghost. Oh, okay. Um, So, Sam drifted backwards into the glowing light, which they actually created with lots of dancers moving really slowly. It's a wonderful piece of cinematography. But no... He was not going to heaven. He landed instead in the small town of Sleepy Hollow, the turn of the century. Pounding hoof prints pressed down the road. And Sam looked behind him to see a headless horseman. Hello, (laughs) came the voice from his neck stump. (laughs) How are you? I'm a little bummed out. I thought I was, you know, being embraced by the angels, choirs, lights, that kind of stuff. Who are you? Your work is not yet done. You have been brought back in time to Sleepy Hollow to help me. To help you... I need a new head. Ah, (laughs) said Patrick Swayze's character, whose name I actually don't remember. Sam Wheat. Sam Sam Wheat. Wheat. You see, I cannot cross running water. 
And the pottery shop is on the other side of the bridge. <laughs> Sam bravely forded the river, the, the, the water rushing through him like a jumping jack flash. He bravely scooped up clay from the, the, the bank and rushed to the pottery shop where a potter's wheel was spinning idly on the clay. Oh. Using all the skill <laughs> that he had <laughs> used in that memorable moment, he began to shape slowly, caressingly, the most beautiful skull that had ever been formed entirely out of mud. He forded the river and plunked it with care and grace upon the bleeding stump. That is the best head I've ever got. Ecto one, everyone. <laughs> that applause, yes, yes. Um, some quick uh, trivia from IMDb on the movie Ghost. Demi Moore got the part of Molly Jensen largely because she can cry out of either eye on cue. <laughs> That's an interesting Just like a crocodile. <laughs> and Bruce Willis was offered the role as Sam but turned it down because he didn't think the movie would work with the main character being dead most of the movie. <laughs> Uh, also, presumably, because he didn't think he had any chemistry with the opposite <laughs> leg. Ooh. Uh, okay, uh, I'm going to have to give that one to Ecto-1. Over to Cousin the Friendly Ghost for a score update. Oh, so after that round, Brendan, uh, the mystery machine got, I gave them five, and uh, Ecto-1, I gave seven. I'm keeping the rest of the score secret because I'm a ghost. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> a round of applause for both our teams. I'm so sorry to be your dead weight on this team. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh well, I did not re regret the things I have done, but those I did not boo. Oh. <laughs> Is fake. Boo or boo words. Uh, this is going to be your chance to make things up. Our final round is the debate round, in which the teams will have to debate a topic of my choosing. Tonight's debate topic is not whether or not ghosts exist, but whether they should exist. Oh, yep. So, Mystery Machine, I would like you to argue the affirmative, that ghosts mm. should exist. Mm. Ecto-1, that ghosts should not. Mm -hmm. I will give you each 90 seconds to make your case, mm -hmm. a chance for rebuttal and then closing statements. Then the audience will decide on the fate of ghosts. So, mystery machine. Ghosts should exist. Take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard a lot of things tonight uh, that have made you groan, that have made you moan, that have made you boo uh, about ghosts. And I want to I encourage you, you've got to believe, because ghosts really are a force for good. Mm. <clears throat> that, that they are. They look... Uh... All the, remember all those stories that Auntie Deirdre or whatever else told you? Oh, I remember once seeing this ghost about there. It's not, you know, it's not the equivalent of someone telling you about their dreams where you just want to go and, you know, dig a hole or escape. There's usually, it's a life-changing moment. When you've seen a ghost, it has changed your life. Wouldn't you agree, Matt? That's right. And for all the, for every tale of a scary ghost or a, or a terrifying or a frightening ghost, there's a, a, a tale of a helpful spirit. A friendly ghost, even a holy ghost. Halfway. Ladies and gentlemen, 
ghosts are here to help, they're here to stay. Mm. That, well, yes, that, that they indeed they are. And isn't it just nice that you have an opportunity to be that ghost that you yourself can achieve. If you don't feel you've achieved in life, you can achieve in death. When you are starting to rot away in that ground, you can go and haunt those bastards who have made your life miserable from the day beginning. You can get there and you can go and say, isn't it nice now? Or, you know, do something nice, like make them a cup of coffee. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you, Mystery Machine. Ecto-1, your chance. Right, well, we go. would like to accept the motion that the affirmative uh, made that ghosts do exist, but we also would like to assert that they should not. These creations, these leftovers, these last night's disgusting pizza of people hanging around our lives like a terrible smell, we don't want them here. All they do is frighten children, disturb cats, make your eyeballs explode. And everyone knows that ghosts do not want to be here either. The entire motivation for a ghost is that they have unfinished business on Earth. We are saying that ghosts need to get what they want to get done done so that they can ascend or descend to the next plane of existence and enjoy a, a, an everlasting peace or eternal damnation depending on their deserves. Um, speaking only for myself, but I'm sure also for all of you, I don't want to hang around here. I want to get where I'm going. I don't want to think that I didn't do everything I wanted to have done, mm. people. I wanted <laughs> to have my adventures and then have my happy ending. Thank you. All right, it goes back to Mystery Machine. You get 30 seconds of rebuttal. Well, this is exactly what we expected from the, the negative team. Uh, we don't want them here. They're smelly. They disturb our animals. These are the arguments of ghost racists. <laughs> That's true. What they want is they want the ghost to be put on maybe some sort of off-cloud processing system where all the other ghosts can go and that they don't go and infect and take our jobs. That is what the other team is asserting. <laughs> they accept ghosts are here, but they don't want them here. They're against ghost immigration. Where would they have them go? Yeah, Where know. would they have ghosts exist if, they, if, not, if not here sharing the material plan with us? <laughs> All right, thank you very much. And your rebuttal, 30 seconds, go. Uh, you misunderstand us. The sole purpose of, of our uh, argument is that we wish reconciliation for the ghosts. <clears throat> we wish them to... <laughs> we want them to be free. Keep it together. They, we, we want them to be free to not live how they want to not live. Right. We want ghosts <laughs> to be able to go where they are going. We do not want to be an internment camp for a, for a ghost. <laughs> Earth is the horrible in between place. We say move along, move along. Thank you very much. And now finally, closing statements. Ghosts do exist. They're here. Whether they want to be here or not is, is their choice, not ours. And it's not for us to turn them away at the gates of existence. And I just want to say there was a comment before that says uh, that from my learned colleagues, I don't want to hang around here. Mm. As a visitor to your beautiful shores of New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have enjoyed every mountain that I've flown across. I have enjoyed every long walk up perilous mountains. I have enjoyed... And time's up. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I want to be here. Closing statement now from Ecto-1. Ladies and gentlemen, do you want to stick around or do you want to see what's next? Help ghosts move on. Round of applause for both of our teams.
Now, dear sweet audience, it is up to you to decide <laughs> whether or not ghosts should or should not exist. I will point to each team. Applaud for the team that you think made the strongest case. Who thinks that ghosts should exist? <laughs> <laughs> Who thinks ghosts shouldn't exist? <laughs> there we have it. The fate of ghosts is sealed. Now, while... Emma, the Emma Cousin, the friendly ghost, adds up I the final scores. I am Cousin, the friendly ghost. Thank you. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> While Cousin, the friendly ghost, adds yes. up the scores, we'll go to each of our panelists to recommend something to the audience, starting with Jeff. Um, I would like to recommend the game uh, Arkham Knight, which is a game which lets you play as Batman in the third fantastic game in the Arkham Trilogy from Rocksteady Studios. I recommend you play it on PlayStation 4 or Xbox One. If you want to get it on PC, wait until they fix all the bloody glitches. Thank you, Jeff. Karen? Um, I would like to recommend Station Eleven by uh, novelist Emily St. John Mandel. It is a wonderful book about the apocalypse and what happens afterwards in the wake of a pandemic that kills 99% of the world's population. Mm. What do people do in a culture that is haunted by its past? Oh, very relevant. Mm. Matt? Uh, I would like to recommend ghosting. Uh, it is the practice of leaving a party without saying goodbye to everyone. Uh, and it cuts down, on, uh, cuts down on awkward social interaction. Uh, and it also stops that terrible thing that you get as a party host where uh, people notice each other leaving and it forms a kind of snowball effect. And then your party is over in 10 minutes. Uh, so if you want to leave a party, just, just leave. If people want to talk to you, they can find you on Facebook. <laughs> oh, this is very powerful and moving. <laughs> if only I'd had that sort of powerful and moving argument during the debate room. Yeah. I'm sorry, it was my fault. I'm so sorry. David. Uh, apart from Ghost Watch, which I mentioned earlier, I would recommend Grain of Truth. You can find out more on Grain of Truth at www.grainoftruth.com.au. You can follow us on Twitter at Grain of Truths. Thank you, David. And I would like to recommend Ghost Shark 2. Urban Jaws. It is a uh, New Zealand film that has just been released. It's it, uh, it's been released like one hour ago, 90 minutes ago, something like that. Uh, you can find it online, ghostshark2.com. It only costs about like $6 to, to download. Yes, it is uh, crazy, weird, funny, and quite moving. It's about uh, a ghost shark <laughs> uh, that is terrorizing the city of Auckland. And uh, obviously a ghost shark can, can travel through all forms of water, steam, ice, even your tears. Uh, so it's, it's really... Um, <laughs> it's really... like uh, I, saw it, I saw it last week and it was amazing. You should check it out. Ghost Shark travelled through 70% of my body. Yeah. Oh yeah, Matt was in it. <laughs> Do you want to say what character you played, Matt? No, I'll leave that as a, as a little Easter egg for the viewers to look up on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it'll be worth your time. <laughs> Cousin. Ooh. Uh, well, yes... Uh, actually, Brendan, you know, as I was tallying up these scores, it seemed like there was a floating orb of hope for the mystery machine right at the end as they ended up on 49 points. But unfortunately, Ecto-1 took it out with a staggering 51. Well done, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, Ecto-1. Well, that is all the time we have. Thank you so much for coming along to The Nerd Degree. We are performing live the first Wednesday of every month. We hope to see you again. Good night.
Europe. We'll take a couple of minutes break and then we will uh, put the 